the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones. How are you doing today, Larry? I'm doing great, Dr. Mark. Well, Glad we should have a nice show. Hey, it's always good to uh, yep. sneak into the coolness of the uh, studio. And I think, I, think I, told I saw you. the heat index is 95 outside. 95, <laughs> yes. Maybe this we can replay this in the wintertime when we're whining about things. That's and that, right. That's always the way to go. That's right. Now, I tell you, we're going to have an interesting show today. We've got a couple of uh, things to talk about. The first thing we're going to talk about is really a, has been a hot topic for quite some time. It's a somewhat sensitive topic, but it's on the social determinants of health. We're going yes. to define it. We're going to go over it. Yep. And really, I'd like to, to sort of discuss like what the importance of the whole discussion yep. is and where it's going to yep. go. You know, uh, social determinants of health has become a big play in value-based care, Dr. Mark. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. We're, we are surveying. We're even going to do a survey on this at the end of our discussion. Yep. And then we're going to move into talking a little about the insurance payments that are the let's let's call that another inequity and I'll I'll leave that as a as a cliffhanger but that's going to be interesting. Yep. And then we're going to visit some of the most expensive or lo- largest spends on drugs. Should be interesting. Okay. Yep. So we're going to go through all that and uh, I think it is going to be an interesting yep. day but but I tell you Larry you had brought this one up the social determinants of health. Yep. We we use the statement a lot. Yes, we do. Uh, we talk about it. Um, we talked about it. We were talking about the do's and don'ts of healthcare last, last week. week. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, it sort of came up where some of the do's and don'ts become more difficult because of just where we are. You know, sure. we being the general population, yep. where we are, and and that's that's exactly yep. what the social determinants of health are. Right. It's it's a really it's become a really sexy term in healthcare. It it's written about a great deal. It's talked about yep. uh, by politicians. It's talked about pretty much all around. Yep. But I don't know that. It's not just people a term really that people understand. Yeah, it. That, yeah, that, yeah. And then this, hopefully, yeah. by the end of this, well, people well, are going to understand. Let me give it. a definition as we get going here, Dr. Mm-hmm. Mark. The social determinants of health are the economic and social conditions that influence individual and group differences in health status. Right. That's so, Wikipedia's definition. Yeah, Wikipedia. Yep. Yeah. So Wikipedia, Wikipedia yeah. thinks, and that's a pretty good one. Yeah. And then we sort of bring it down to simple words of it's the conditions in which we live. Learn, work, and play. Exactly right. So yep. it's it's really everything around us, and it takes into consideration, you know, our our workplace, our our yep. employment status, it's about everything, yep. what our housing yep. situation yep. is, mm-hmm. um, where we where we're from, yep. you know, what our family makeup is, yep. and what we the, the importance of all that. It's not just a random study of who beings are. Right. It's to admit and understand that. Based on different social determinants, you're going to have different outcomes with the same attempt at exactly. healthcare. And let me put this in the bottom line, and we're going to talk about all this. It's estimated in research 
that 50% of our overall health care costs, Dr. Mark, are because social determinants of health are not addressed. Right. The differences. Yeah. The differences. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about this when we talked about socialized health care. We have. And how in certain parts of the country, I mean, it's such a big country, Larry, right? So, so the social determinants of health are, they can be different in a neighborhood. Right. Well, it's but, like the old adage, if you've seen one community, you've seen one community. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then if you take it to that bigger regional stance, we can say, well, uh, at some greater level, the social determinants of health are likely, if not just assuredly, different in, let's say, Arizona than Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. So so when you get a solution to a problem in, in Arizona right. and you try to apply that to the same group's of people in in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Or not necessarily yeah. going to work. Well, there's another thing to this too, Dr. Mark. You can't know how to help someone until you know where they're at. Absolutely. If you, and if that's you, really what it's all about. And when yeah. somebody walks into a provider's office and they don't investigate the facts and they might have some, you know, indiscriminate bias just based on what they're seeing in front of them, mm-hmm. they could be making some big errors yes. in, in healthcare yes. suggestions no question. because they don't know. Yes. You know, it, it's stated that the difference in social determinants of health contribute to the stark and persistent chronic disease disparities in the U.S. among racial, yep. ethnic, and even socioeconomic groups, Dr. Mark. Right. For decades, we've yep. just said it's all genetics and it right. is strongly genetic there's a lot of things the disease cases right. but but how it's also one environmental group, yep, yep how one group yep. responds to the yep. same treatment and i mean i think that yep. hypertension's always been a, a good one to look at yes so certain populations have a higher incidence of hypertension right and because of historic treatment the treatment ways and ways that doctors were doing things mm-hmm. it's set up or an idea of, well, this group doesn't want this tr- type of drug. Well, is that because there's some social determinant in the their culture that says, yeah, they, we always get this drug because it's a cheap drug. Need a belief it's a bad or drug. something like that. Yeah, yeah. And so, so if I'm a if I'm a physician and I don't recognize that, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna write a script for that drug, it's not going to get filled. Right now, the reality on the other side has been, oh no, no, no. We give this drug in this group because it works better and than it does in that group. Mm-hmm. Well, you, we need to be a little bit more more explicit on how we yeah. describe those things. And I think that's what social things. determinants of health actually does. It actually, well, and, well, and as we go through the questions, well, the, when, we, when we master it, right? When, yeah, you ma- yeah. when, when, uh, when the right. delivery systems master understanding yeah. the social right. determinants right. of health, yeah. that that's what it does. It starts yeah. to allow us to say, okay – we're going to ask our patient to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Based on what I now know about them, I've got a pretty good idea right. that we're going to get that done. Right. And the influence that social determinants of health analysis brings to people really gives the opportunity and the availability to practice healthy behaviors, well, hopefully they, ending in good outcomes. Right, because there's some, yeah. there's some self-reflection here too. Yeah. So exactly. I think the, most yeah. of the weight has to be put on the provider side. Yes. Okay. Uh, and by that, I mean the provider's got to figure it out. They've got to figure out what this individual's surrounding, what their environment is creating for them and how the treatment mm-hmm. I'm going to recommend, how's that going to play out, right? Right. right? But there's also 
the do's and don'ts. Yes. Do get in charge of your health care. That's right. So if you understand where you are as an individual, where your family is as a family, you will know that you can say, that's not going to work for me, doc, because of yep. X, Y, and Z. Well, let me throw this at you, Dr. Mm-hmm. Mark. Health inequities have persisted across generations of, of course. people. But is it because of structural policy and practices that have limited access to health care in, in certain geogra- geographic areas? Well, it's not just one thing, right? Right. So, so right. And we've seen this. Now, people will say, well, that's why we need socialized medicine because the real problem is money. Right. The real problem is access yep. to the same level of care, okay? Right. Well, when you look at the areas that have socialized medicine, they have a much more homogeneous population than we do. Yes. Okay. Um, and and so it again, if you look at their social determinants of health, they're going to be different than that Arizona, Massachusetts example. So right. we really have to. It's not that we need socialized; we need customized healthcare. Exactly. And and the question becomes, yeah. I can tell you right now, yeah. socialized medicine, the VA system. These things are trying yeah. to address healthcare across our great nation, well, you- and it's too big. And and if we if we had it if we had it even broken up in states, it would still be too big. Yeah, and you know we talk about all the time in in our world of healthcare and healthcare delivery that are we practicing sick care? Or are we practicing? Are we actually practicing healthcare? Right, right. We're, we're reactive. Care. Yeah, we're doing yeah, reactive. A care. lot of reactive yeah. medicine, and yeah. again, yeah. that is that can be a bit cultural. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And so th- that's some of the things that we can see. And when we look at whenever you talk about a new diet from another country. Mm-hmm. Right. So if we're talking about the Mediterranean diet, uh, we're talking about areas in the world where people live to be older and we think it's because of how they eat. Right. Well, no one ever no one in Europe is trying the American diet. That's right. Because there's no such thing. Right. Because we're too big and we're too variable. I mean, there's just okay. too much going on to be able to quantify a, a diet. And in this case, it's the same thing for your diet for healthcare. What you need for right. your healthcare right. is not the same. And you can't yeah. just flip a switch and say, this is the way yeah. that we're going to treat things. For instance, and, and that's a great lead into this health equity basically is a state in which every person has the opportunity to gain the highest level of their health. Right. Which means by definition, we can't offer everyone the same thing. That's right. And I'm not talking about money. But I like your customized approach. It has That's, to be a customized yeah, approach, yeah. right? And and the only way a provider can give that customized approach is to understand who their patient is. Right. And to not misjudge their patient by what they look like mm-hmm. or what they sound like mm-hmm. or what they're wearing, but right. to actually know the patient. You know, you've, you've practiced medicine for what, to almost 25 years. Right. Why do you think that social determinants of health has really just become a big issue in medicine, Dr. Mark? Well, I don't think it's anything new. I don't think it's anything that we haven't referred to. We just haven't recognized how deep it goes. Okay. And we haven't recognized how much it gets ignored. The social determinants of health are just like, it's just like saying, you know, what's your, what's your background, right? Right. So, so we talk about that and we have intake forms that ask you, some All questions kinds of stuff. Yeah. But do we use any of that information? Are we asking the right questions? Good point. And the answer to that is we use very little of that information. Yep. Yep. 
and that we don't ask the right questions right. because we can't just base an outcome on somebody's race. Yeah. And those questions know? really deal with what kind of risk factor do you have based on genetics? And that's it. That's pretty and much that's it. it. Yeah. And when yeah. we talk about a risk factor being, say, say if your risk factor for developing Alzheimer's disease is right. three your times. Your mom and dad had yeah. it, for instance. So, so you're, yeah. you're three times more likely than the general, general population. Right. You're still not very likely. Right. It's still less than 5% chance, right? So am I going to now focus my entire health care plan on the fact that that's your background? No, mm-hmm. that's, that, that's not how it works. And my fear is that we're, the same issues that create the inequities will follow through. Right. We may recognize that there are social determinants of health, but until we're mm-hmm. equally treating all groups – and giving them equal access to not just a drug or a treatment, mm-hmm. but the drug and the treatment that right. they need for right. them, right. then we're still we're still living in the inequities, right? Yeah. So so it's a good it's a good term because it's something the description of what it is hasn't mm-hmm. had its own term, I suppose. Right. right. And so it's a nice term. Yeah. It's a, it's become a, a buzz phrase. And the more we talk about it, the more the conversations they they get easier, right? Right. And so the first part is to make sure that all providers understand it exists. Right. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about the human-made surroundings that influence social determinants of health. I like this, Larry. Let's okay. go. All right. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is behindhealthcarenow.com. That's behindhealthcarenow.com. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones. We just finished a uh, a segment where I, I hope I hope you and I aren't the only ones that understand what yeah. we we're saying, but at least there's one other person that understands us. So, uh, but we were talking That's about true. the social determinants of health, right. and we we kind of we tried to define it yeah. and you know set up some examples. Well, but let's get a little more specific. But let's go back again. Again, mm-hmm. if people don't understand it, we're really talking about the conditions that you live learn, work, and play yep. known as social determinants of health. Right, right. So okay. it's it's, it's yeah. truly the, your environment. And yes. in this yep. case, we're interested on in how that environment affects right. your own health. Exactly. And your own health care. Exactly. So yeah. the the environment, okay? So that's that's a good piece. Yep. So how does how does the environment, how does that start to, yep. to fall into the definition? Yeah, you know, it it's talks about what the overall community health and individual behaviors that drive health in a certain community. 
we've got so many public health services and such an incredible medical program in Central Florida, Dr. Mark, and you right. well know you're part of that. Uh, it it helps breed good health, but then there are those that fall through the cracks. Sure. Now, I mean, yeah. what are, we're looking at other things like uh, are they are you in a area where it's particularly violent? Yes. Right. That's is the is the crime right. rate high? Yeah. So how does the crime rate fall into yeah, I mean, health care? Look, look at what we talk about in the national news in Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah. all the murders yep. every day. Yep. yep. And so yep. so you've got to take that into consideration, and as a community. I mean, yes, okay, great. You, you recognize an area that has has this high crime rate, and we're going to try to. We have groups of the community that are yep. going to work towards yep. correcting that. But today, right now, yeah. while it's there, we have to take into consideration for our patients who are subjected yep. to that. How is my health care plan that I'm trying to deliver to them right. going to be affected? Yeah, and you know, one of the things that I can mention right away, aside from. Most of our large health systems in Central Florida have many public service programs and services to the public. But one thing that you've been involved in is Shepherd's Hope, Dr. Mark. Sure, sure. Shepherd's Hope's a yeah. really cool area. I mean, so, I mean, that what they address more than anything is access to whether or not you have insurance or whether or not right. you have cash. Right. 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 So that's a big part. That's a, a huge, part. huge part. Yep. And again... We've, we talk about this all the time, how the cost of medications affect yep. how people will be yeah, able to We're going to talk take about it. that in a little bit, too. Yeah, and yeah. when we say that, I hope that the listeners don't think that we're saying that the that the person who can't afford to pay is not taking care of themselves on purpose. Right. We're just saying that the doctor needs to recognize it's an influencing that, factor. that if it's going right. to be expensive, then they're not going to be right. able – they're going to have to decide to feed right. their family right. as opposed right. to get their medicine. Right. And and we go back to that hypertension because yeah. they don't, none of us see hypertension. No. So why take that pill if I got to no. pay another twenty five bucks? Until you get for dizzy it? and fall over, you may not even know you have exactly, exactly high blood pressure. Right. Yeah. Very good. What's next? Yeah. Well, you know, let's talk about some of the specific things like food and nutrition security, Doctor Mark. So food insecurity, and that that brings up another great group yep. here, Second Harvest in Central Florida. Yep. That that the they food banks. they measure. Yep. Uh, and other food banks throughout the nation, mm-hmm. they measure their success by decreasing the number of missed meals in a population. Right. So that food insecurity is tremendous. It it affects it affects your health. It affects your education. Right. It affects your your access to healthcare. Yeah. Your access to schools. And probably, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of folks would argue. That's probably the most important yeah, issue it is. to be to be addressed. And we're going to go through this survey, but let's just do them as we talk about them. Mm-hmm. Food. The two questions that's asked on a social determinants of health survey is: Within the past twelve months, did you worry that your food would run out before you got money to buy more? And within the past twelve months, did the food you bought just not last, and you didn't have enough money to get more? Yeah. So that's very. It's a very telling it sign, is. and it it's is. and it's. And it's much better than saying, you know, oh, do you got? Do you make enough money to feed your family? Yeah, right. I mean, how are you going to get? This is getting down yeah, to the nitty gritty, right? right. Yeah. So yeah. it's it sort of gives somebody mm-hmm. a metrics about. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, sometimes I eat more, sometimes I eat less. Right. Now, this is a very specific measure, right? Very specific, right? right? So, so food becomes a huge part of this, right. and and the the access to you know address address that need, yeah. very high on the list, right? And on and now we'll talk about social connectedness, which is one of the issues, but that also deals with housing too. 
So right. let's kind of get into both of those at the same time. Well, and it deals in, in safety, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Social connectedness is the degree to which individuals or groups perceive a desired number, quality, and diverse relationships. In other words, do you have any friends? What's your interaction out there? Yeah. yeah, who, yeah. Who, who's involved? Are in, you a recluse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And and if so, why? Because right. it, it could it could absolutely be that you're not in a safe place. Well, look what happened during the pandemic when not only seniors but even teenagers were in isolation for months and months and months. And now we're just coming out of this two years later and look what happened to the mental health issues in this country. It's, it is, it's amazing. I mean, and, and see, we're looking at that. So we're looking at how a pandemic changes all of these factors, right? So, so you bring up something very important when there is a, a national or international crisis, the social determinants of health that's what everybody's talking about too, right. Larry. That's They're right. talking about, yep. do we have access to good jobs? Do we have access to health care? Do we have access yep. to food? And in this case, what is your, what yep. is your social interaction look like? Do you have access to friends? How many people live in your household? Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. The, definitely your social connections, yeah. very, very, very important. And then again, another piece of it is tobacco-free environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that secondhand smoke has actually caused cancer. Sure, sure. Well, all the tobacco-related morbidity and mortality, yep, yep. Is, it's billions yep. upon billions yep. of dollars, or I guess we're probably in the trillions now when we start probably. looking back at yep. all the loss. Yep. And so do you have – if you are choosing to be tobacco-free, right. is that even possible yep. for you? Or right. do two people in your household smoke and you're, you're in right. an area where you can't get outdoors much and, right. and it's, right. it's happening in front of you? So well, it's, it's down to less than 15% of America actually smoke today. Yep. And I realize that's a good number, but it's 15% too high. Well, mm-hmm. what's, what's crazy is when you go walking around the city and how many young people you see smoking cigarettes. Or we these, used to walk uh, around and say, well, this person's been smoking. Or they these electric up. cigarettes. Yeah, the e-cigarettes. Yeah, the e-cigarettes. A whole, yeah, a whole other uh, realm. And so, so we're, there's, there's still continued concern yep. about how that, that affects us. And yeah, I mean, we, we could do, I would say we could do 10 shows on to the tobacco industry, oh, we could. but they've been yep. done yep. over and over. And, and it's just so insane yep. how we, how we let into this, but. And it's addiction. I mean, people know sure. that an oh, addiction sure. is an well, illness. Nic- We've always yeah. known that, that yeah. Nick, we're, yeah. we're getting yeah. way off topic, but it's important. We are. Yeah. Nicotine is incredibly addictive. Exactly. And so if you're going to, if you're going to take it in a way that has other poisons that throw you out, it's not the nicotine right. that, that kills you. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's the addiction to the nicotine exactly. and everything that goes That's along right. with it. You know, but, let's jump into housing and utilities, which is so important, Dr. Mark. You know, it's estimated that 500,000 children in America sleep on the streets every night crazy is that heartbreaking it is you know it tell it reminds me of a story mm-hmm. uh so as you know i'm uh, uh working as, as a medical school dean now and sure. one of the things that we we help students with is they write uh letters like personal statements and that's not just in medicine right i mean so okay. anytime you're applying for things you might but write a personal cool. statement yeah so yeah. so i heard a story yesterday mm-hmm. about a uh a student who had written a personal statement and was on an interview a zoom interview so mm-hmm. that can tell you it was recent and when they were telling the story about how she, her family were really in dire straits for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And in fact, they lived in, they lived in their car and they had, okay. they had, so they had yep. no housing. They right. had issues with trying to get food. Right. And so they, they, sort, of, they sure. sort of clicked all these boxes of social inequities, right. as well as the social determinants of health. Right. 
And so the person on the other end, which I'll tell you was in the healthcare field, Mm -hmm. literally said, you never lived in a car. And that that was their Mm -hmm. answer. Wow. They, they didn't believe this person. So they just cancel their. Oh, comment. they were done. Well, yeah. well the, yeah. what's the answer to that, Larry? Yeah. You know, like, oh my gosh, you know, the interview went terribly. You know, they didn't even believe my personal statement. So the yeah. answer to that is, well, that's a place that you don't want to go. That's right. Because they're not, right. if they can't pay attention to something that's written in a Whoa. statement, I mean, how are they going to take care exactly. of people? So and that, let's that's, talk that's about what corrupt. the questions are in this survey mm-hmm. and their housing and utilities. There are three questions, Dr. Mark. And the first one is, do you have housing? Right. Just simple. Yeah. It's very simple. Uh, that goes, I, I read that. That's what made yeah. me think about living in a car. And are you worried about losing your housing? Absolutely. And Absolutely. within the past 12 months, have you or your family members you live with been unable to get utilities, meaning heat and electricity, when it was really needed? Yeah. Yeah. So these are, these Those are, are great. pretty these straightforward are, questions. Yeah. Well, yeah. you have to break it down because you can yeah. you can imagine, I mean, there's a certain amount of of you say you be you might be embarrassed to say that you were you know you're, you're month to month on your rent and you're going to get kicked out in two months if you can't right, pay and you, right, know you can't right, pay right. but if you specifically ask you know how are things going with this then right. then you're going to get an answer and right? how many of these families I know at one time in Seminole County schools dr. Mark there were 1700 children that were homeless mm. here in Seminole County, right. one of the highest per capita income in the state of Florida. Oh, well, it's, well, it's because of that inequity, right? Yeah. It might, yeah. the per capita, but that yeah, doesn't that mean, mean there's a whole lot of people unemployed. that are they're unemployed. Right. right, right. So that just means that somebody yeah. else must be, must be making a lot of money. So yeah. let's talk about what Seminole County schools has actually done to that. They have a food pantry program. Nice. For their students. Right. Yep. And they have uh, unmarked black backpacks. Yep. That they give to yep. these kids every night yep. to Second, take home to their families. Yep. Second Harvest has a program where they like go that. in yep. and yep. they're yep. their backpacks. Yep. And while yep. the kids are in their classroom, yep. and you've seen how those often hang backpacks outside, like the mm-hmm. kindergartners will hang it outside the door. Right. They walk in and they fill fill yep. it up. Yep. They have a breakfast that they do, yep. and you know they learn that they actually needed they need to do it on the weekends. Yep. Yeah, I will tell you, yeah. Dee Dee Schaffner, who was an elected school board member in Seminole County, mm-hmm. many, many years ago, she started this food pantry program. It's wonderful. And it was absolutely incredible. And now what they do, aside from every night these kids take food home, during holidays yeah. and weekends. And what about summertime? And yeah. summertime, right, right. there are certain locations of schools that are open three days a week yep. where they can go pick up more food. Right, right. And yeah. you, and you, somebody could say like ah uh, you know somebody's going to abuse that no it, yeah. it, that's not yeah. how it plays out right right you're gonna you're going to, and it doesn't matter right because right. there's so much food that goes to waste yep yeah I tell you the, yep. these groups are really near and dear to my heart it, I mean that that's if you can if you can give people some some food security yep. you know yeah you're going and then a long Seminole way. County also has a program called Fit Families in Transition mm-hmm. where they actually try and find homes and jobs for these 1,700 families that are homeless. And these are the kinds of surveys. These are the intake surveys for those groups yep. because they address exactly. things. So these surveys have been used in a lot of ways, but they haven't been effectively used that's in right. healthcare. That's right. And I think that's the answer to the question you had earlier, Juan, was like, why is this Why is this suddenly a thing we're talking about? Right, right. And, and that's why, because as we address these issues, we're, we're missing out 
on healthcare. We're going to continue talking about social determinants of health when we come back, Dr. Mark. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is behindhealthcarenow.com. That's behindhealthcarenow.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we are having a, I don't know, it's a, it's a powerful conversation, Larry, it is very about something powerful. that's so important, the social determinants yes. of health. And I want to back up because most of the last segment, we were sort of going through an actual survey. Yes. And so this is a standardized survey that is offered yep. to evaluate an individual's yep. social determinants of health. And one of the questions that comes to mind is, well, where is this applied? When does somebody yep. somebody actually get a survey like this? And historically, it's been when they're looking for help, right? Yep. And the when is going to be when we're going to the areas that need help and yep. the people that need help without them having to come to us because then then it's an access question. Well, we have actually incorporated this survey, Dr. Mark, into a number of things. Mm-hmm. Our case managers who actually talk to our patients right. every day that we're responsible for in all of our value-based programs, right. they go through this with every patient. You know what this reminds me of? It's going to have to think, think back quite a ways when we had a gentleman that was here, and he runs a program where he has paramedics go into the home. Yeah, Ken Peach. Yep. yep. So Ken described – Something that was just kind it's of the amazing. East Central Florida Healthcare Alliance, and it's yep. it's just a it's a, it's brilliant. So yep. they actually have paramedics, paramedics. That go into a household, yep. and it, what triggers is if if a patient and I, make sure I'm getting this right because mm-hmm. this was a, a year ago. Yeah, uh, he's, that, that was, oh, he's yeah. expanded his program quite a bit since we've talked to him. So if somebody's coming into the ER and they're getting checked out, and they're like, "Yeah, nothing's wrong. You you can you can go." Right. And and they just keep coming back. That triggers yep. a message to that organization. Yes, it does. And they do a house check. Yep. And yep. he chose paramedics because of their training in evaluating an environment. An environment. So they're looking at well social, social determinants, determinants of health. Of health. Right. right. It and does it, a it, number of things. It's, it's powerful. It keeps those patients out of the continued ER. Right. And it also addresses. What their problem? What are. the real problem is? That's right. Right. That's right. And and he told some great stories that he I, I, when he talked yeah. about the one woman who kept coming back, and they looked at her pantry and it was empty. Mm-hmm. So what did they do? They filled her yeah. pantry. Yeah. But when they checked back with her again, it was empty again. Yeah. And what was the, what was the actual yeah. problem? It was the neighbor across the hall. Yeah. She doesn't have, can't. She yeah. doesn't have a lock on her door. Yeah. And they were coming in and they were taking her food. Exactly. And she was going yeah. to come back to yeah. the yeah. ER night after night, yeah. and not share that story. Yeah. 
if if somebody yeah. didn't go out there. Yeah. So anyway, I, I digress, yeah. no, but that but all that's a good brings it together. Right? Let me give you another quick story. We sure. had a I was part of an organization out of Osceola County several years ago, and uh, we we had a, we were referred to by the, a church up in Apopka mm-hmm. of a ninety five year old lady who lived by herself. Her son was disabled. He was 70, and he lived in a wow. in a group home. Yep. And we went into her home and found that her bed was in pieces. She had been living on the couch for over a year. Right. And the linen on her couch crumbled when yeah. we went in and touched it. Man. We went in. We bought her a new bed. We cleaned up her home. We got her on Meals on Wheels. And, you know, she lived to be over 100. I'm telling you, and, and the— the importance yeah. there yeah. is I think it's pretty easy to walk in, and if you're not not in the discussion, if you're not right. – I don't want to say trained because it's right. not that deep, right? No, it's but not. But if, if you don't yeah. look at the bigger picture, you might just go, hey, yeah, well, we can get her a bed. Let's go to Goodwill and get yeah. her a bed. Yeah. Hey, here's a bed. I'm great. You know, I did a yeah. great thing. I gave you a bed. But it but, doesn't but stop But it there. doesn't stop, right? right? Because That's everything, right. it's it's related. That, that yeah. was the result of her – insecurity for food insecurities. Exactly. And you have to address yep. all those things. Yep. She had not only food insecurity, she had no transportation to get to the doctor. Right. And let's talk about that for a minute. Transportation. One of, That's transporta- one, of the, one, of the one of the questions. Actually, yeah. you, you know, want to read the question? Well, let's yeah. go, let's go back. Mm-hmm. And, and so the, the categories we talked about was food, mm-hmm. yep, housing utilities, yep. and now we're on transportation. Now we're on transportation. So they ask questions like within the past 12 months, has lack of transportation kept you from medical appointments? Right. Getting your medicines, non-medical meetings or appointments, mm-hmm. work, you know, getting to and from work, or getting things that you need. Like so, the grocery so store. Last 12 months. So really open-ended there, right? Because yep. you can look at that, and if, if you just said, are you able to get your meds? Yes. Yep. But while I'm asking you this in a non-loaded way. Exactly. I'm asking you to think about, in the last year, was this ever on your mind? Yep. I mean, I love yep. that. I love that. Well, you know, it's it's not only – and when you go back to that housing and we talked about all those families in Seminole County schools mm-hmm. that their kids are, are uh, homeless, you know, people don't want to talk about that. These kids hide that right. from the school, right. from the administrators, their teachers, because they're ashamed. Yep. Yeah, Larry, I want to I you know? digress one more time okay, and say, go ahead. say we're talking about these issues and we're talking about some great organizations. Yep. You know what we're not discussing here, Larry, and, and it's, what's not part of the conversation because it doesn't belong is politics. Yes. This is not a political – this is not a Absolutely liberal not. or conservative yep. drive. This is what humans need to do Yep. and and benefiting all aspects of our community yes. is going to benefit yep. – you know, it's a greater community good. Community and greater human good. awareness. Yep. So, so I, I, I mean, I'm hoping we're not, we don't have any listeners who are getting turned off by this. So, right. you're just asking for a bunch of free stuff. We're not. No, that's not no. what you're. What we're trying to do is fix the problems of access right. that we have created just by yes. the fact of people not living in a town that's right next to their yeah. doctor and their pharmacy. They right. live 20 miles away, and or and or socioeconomic environment. Yep, and and yep. things well beyond an individual's control Correct. that that affects them. So, yep. so it's not just. This liberal, no. it's I, you know that I'm not in favor of socialized medicine. Oh, me either. And yeah. so, so I'm not. That's not what we're talking about here. We're and I hope I hope the listeners all. listeners pick up on that. And we're also not talking about the people that abuse and scam the system. No, for freebies. Right. Right. We're talking about people that truly need help. Well, the the organizations that we're talking about aren't government organizations. That's right. 
And I think sweeping most of them are foundation uh, funded, right? With with boards of directors, yeah, yeah, and people that yeah. are running the things, right? Nonprofits, right? And so when They're you start involving government sides, yeah. and, and that, that then I then That's you get when me it into gets complicated. When you start yeah. saying, yeah. okay, well, we're going to fix this by throwing money at it. And then right. that's that's when the money right. ends out in the wrong hands. So right. so so that that yeah. comes becomes by definition very political. Yes. So yes. this is not. This is very very yeah. communal, right? So so not only are we talking about uh, homelessness, housing, utilities, interpersonal safety. Talk about that, Doctor Mark. That's well, we, a big topic. Yeah, we touched on that a little yeah. little bit ago, didn't we? When we talked about yeah. you know are are you in a high crime area? So the right. questions that they ask. There's three questions. Okay. Do you feel physically and emotionally safe where you currently live? So do you feel physically and emotionally safe? Hmm. Where you currently okay. live. Yep. So I might, you know, when I go lay down at night, you know, what am I hearing outside the window? And what am I worried gunshots about? or, you yeah, know, whatever. Just, yep. So, yeah. so that's the first one. Next one, within the past 12 months, have you been hit, slapped, kicked, or otherwise physically hurt by someone? Okay. It could be, I mean, you're not... You're not ratting something yeah. out. You're not going to get in trouble if it's a domestic it's a pretty violence Pretty straightforward thing. question. We're just asking, like, your personal yep. safety. Right. Next one is, within the past 12 months, have you been humiliated or emotionally abused in other ways by your partner or ex-partner? I'm not sure that's one of the most important questions you could ask. I, I'm telling you, it's, it certainly opens up the door. Yep. I think it starts to get extremely personal, yep. and I'm sure that, that you want to look at the other responses to see – how honest, you know, that one, that yep. one is right. Yep. Yep. Cause, cause if that, if that comes up as a yes, there are more questions that have to be asked. And when I say have to be as a yep. provider, you have to respond yep. to that question very directly. Exactly. And how many abused people will deny it? Yeah. Well, not the, the majority, the, the majority. majority, right? Yeah. And then the last one uh, on that safety side is are, yeah. are any of your needs urgent? For example, okay. I don't have food for tonight. Yep. I don't have a place to sleep for tonight. I'm afraid I will get hurt if I go home today. Wow. It's powerful. Those are powerful. Those are powerful. Yep. I mean, and we're looking at it typed down in wow. front of us and reading it. Yep. That's, that, that is really, really powerful. Yep. So as we kind of wrap up this whole idea, okay. the, the thought process is not just for physicians. I mean, we're talking about neighbors. Yep. So when you're worried about somebody in your community, there are ways, and these surveys, you know, you can ha- these surveys can be in conversations. Yep. Uh, and and when you meet somebody and you're worried about things, you often walk away and you say to the person you're walking, man, did you see that? Hey, yep. it looks like they've lost a lot of weight. Exactly. Well, you can't cure that problem by bringing over a casserole. That's right. Right. I mean, God love you. Yeah. Uh, uh, for caring at all. Right. Right. But but these social determinants. They're, they're, yeah. They affect all of us, yep. and I, w- I would think that there's probably a lot of things that are, are an undercurrent that you just can't see, right? Yep. And so as a physician, you have to look at it a certain way. Right. As a physician, this needs to be part of your overall care evaluation right. because it will absolutely affect how people – what diseases they might mm-hmm. suffer from and what yep. compliance rate they're going to have with therapy – Right. And if right. you if you know going in that your therapy isn't going to be followed, then you need to come up with a different therapy. Exactly. You can't check the box and yep. say, "Well, I told them this is what they need to do," and you can walk away. Right. Yeah. Because if they yeah. need to go, let's say they need to go to physical therapy three yeah. times a week, they have no transportation, right. Larry. Right. So right. so don't even set that yeah. up. Why would that work? Yeah. Because yeah. so when That's they come right. back and see you in six months yeah. and tell you, 
Oh, no, I didn't go to that. You know, that's on you. And another thing today, as you know, uh, I have school teachers in my family and principals. Uh You know, the schools have certain laws now. If they identify a child that their behavior has changed or they come in with bruises, Mm -hmm. by law, they have to report that. Right. No, there's – so those rules exist in in yeah. anyone who is licensed by the state. That's right. Uh, there are certain triggers that are absolute. You have to report, right. and and right. for those, if you have any suspicion, um, you know, and the Department of Children, you know, DCF, Children and Family Children Services, Family Services yeah. mm-hmm. um, here in Florida. I mean, that's that's our our go to. And you know they get you know they get dragged out in the news every once in a while when they do. when things didn't you know a follow up check didn't yep. happen yep and you know that's just and that's her- why they they are so careful about how they report these things oh yeah you have to document yep. it yeah it's yep. it's a big it's a big piece and it's something that that we can all do a, be a part of you know even if yep. you don't have a have a license it's like if you if you see something say something kind exactly. of issue I like that we we have yep. to do that it's not enough for us to say. You know, there are they're, they're haves and there are have-nots. Right. And if you have stuff, you can get stuff. And if you don't, you're out. Right. Well, let me kind of sum this up a little bit, Dr. Mark. You know, social determinants of health are the conditions in which we live, learn, work, and play. And the it can be affected by socioeconomic, health inequity, disparity, and all the different things that we've talked about in the way of living conditions. Right. And, and we're just tying – what is all around us, our environment, right. to how it affects your health care. And I think we've – I hope that we've convinced everyone that it is a direct effect upon yes. the success of therapy. Yes. Yep. It's a direct effect upon disease states and, you know, what types yep. of problems you're going to have right. and longevity. And these are all the things that we want our listeners back yep. to that list of do's. Right. Do take into consideration your social determinants of health Absolutely. and uh, that of your family because just because things are you know smooth along for you, you may have somebody in your family d- that, that needs to be addressed. And don't be afraid to seek help. Yep. The help is out there, and it doesn't it have is. to be government help. No. It's not a handout. You know, It's organizations that can help you. And you know what you can do yep. when you get back on your feet? You can help them right That's back. That's right. Give you back. Know? Pay yep. back. Yep. The it's about – it, it and these are friends and community members yep. – that live and learn and work in your own community. All right, we're going to take a break, and we're really going to have to reset our brains because now we're going to jump from something that was pretty a pretty emotional topic yep. to something that isn't. It's more a topic about money and drugs. Yep. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is BehindHealthCareNow.com. That's BehindHealthCareNow.com. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us. IPNetworkFlorida.com. Take the answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones. We just uh, finished a pretty heavy conversation, and we are going to 
We move did. on. We're going to talk about some crazy numbers, Larry, some insane numbers. We talk about the cost of healthcare yep. a lot, yep. the over $4 trillion right. a year and going up. And we also talk about, you know, where the money goes. Yep. And we've pointed at Big Pharma a number of times. Of course. And we're going to pick on the hospitals today. And now we're going to pick on, well, <laughs> we're going to pick on some of the areas where the hospitals yeah. get to make money right. and where that goes. It'd be kind of, kind of interesting, yeah. Larry. So we I'll know. let you kick it off. You found okay. a couple of great well, articles. First of all, Dr. Mark, it's estimated that just under 40% of total health care is inpatient costs in the hospitals. 40%. 40% okay. nationally. But private insurance plans in 2021 paid hospitals on average 224% more than Medicare did. So so what's interesting about that is that's a mind blowing that, that number. Is, that is well it's really well you and I yeah. it really blows us away because gotcha. what we see is what Medicare versus United Healthcare right. pay a that's right. physician. That's right. Or an outpatient we facility. We see it every day. Yeah. And it ain't nothing like that. It is no. not a multiple. No. It's if if you're doing really really well you're getting a a percentage above Medicare but, or or less than a percent or less of Medicare. Depending. For primary care, primary care is about average is about ninety ninety five percent of Medicare. I, and I know in some communities they we always talk about the specialists doing better than that. Yeah. There's some communities yeah. where vascular surgeons are making less from yeah. from commercial health. Doctor Mark, we got some specialists in this community right here in Orlando that are being paid seventy percent of Medicare across the board with some of our large payers. And and the idea behind Medicare and Medicaid was that right. was kind of the pro bono care That's right. that we were supposed to That's be right. covering the cost of care and leaving out any significant profit, right? So, but what happened over time was Medicare's like, well, you know, that's what we're yep. paying. So the commercial insurance just says, well, you'll if you'll take that Medicare patient, you'll take our patient. Yep. Exactly. And initially, yep. it was, well, we're going to pay you. And early on, yep. it was a two hundred percent. But you're Maybe right. Even a three hundred percent. But you're increase. right. The but difference it's, it's gone. Bet- yeah, it's gone. The difference between physicians and hospitals is yes. significantly right. different. Right. And the fact that there are, there are monies at the end of the year that the government did. we talked about that right. a couple right. of weeks ago. Right. How many CMS is looking to to kick out a few yeah. uh, six billion dollars to hospitals yeah. because one point seven billion increase. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so where it would, I don't know. Well, it's interesting. This report are they just really terrible at business? Is that yeah. the problem? I don't know. <laughs> no. I, I, well, the hospitals will tell you in a minute. <laughs> That's what it is. That the reason we have to charge more for commercial is because we don't make enough on Medicare. Right. Right. Now that's a reason. And and all the publicly, I'm sorry, all the uh, all the nonprofit hospitals yeah. have to publish their data every yeah. year. And yeah. you go look, you go pull all the data, and you'll see yeah. there's a profit line. Yes. You know, after everybody's paid. And it's not small for for the majority of these. It's actually been reported, and it's not in this report, but I read it somewhere. Hospitals increase in profits went up during COVID. Well, I I last two years. You know, so so what happens is the the thing that got crushed in COVID were ER visits, non COVID ER visits. That's right. However, the place where hospitals lose a lot of money are unnecessary ER visits. That's right. And so they were saving so all that went away. So saving yeah. a lot of money there. Right. Now, same time, when they chose to shut down the operating rooms, because one of the places they make a lot of money is the operating room, right? right? When they right. chose to not do any elective cases, they were losing money. But right. they also had huge layoffs. 
They had a yep. large number of workouts. They lost 50% of their employees, which is terrible, mm-hmm. but that means that's 50% of their employee costs that went away. That's right. And so, right. so it doesn't shock me. I don't know where the truth lies. I suspect that some hospitals Somewhere did, some didn't. Yep. Because how many hospitals did we say went out of business? Yeah. Well, I mean, there were, were like uh, 500 hospitals. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say like 550. Like yeah, yeah, 550, 550 hospitals. hospitals yeah. And so there were hospitals. So what it yep. did, it, it was almost like a an awful cleansing. Yep. If it was a hospital yep. that was just making it and was hand, you know, hand yeah, and there's still a lot more that are on the edge, or they're getting picked off they're and bought. Picked. But let me mention to you, this report said that in certain states, Medicare pays different amounts, uh-huh. and the lowest was at 175 percent in Hawaii, Arkansas, and Washington State. But listen to Florida, yeah. one of the highest, 310 percent of Medicare. Doctor Mark, wow. So there, so the commercial. So, so the commercial folks are paying 310% of the Medicare rent on average. Yep. On average. Yep. That's interesting because you would think that we have such a high population of Medicare in right. the state of Florida that we would be negotiating. One in four people rates. are over yep. age 65. So, wow, that's, that's, yep. uh, that's impactful, man. That is, that is quite that So is quite the something. question that, that comes up is the big four, Blue Cross, Cigna, Aetna, United, maybe even Humana, the big five, why can't these people negotiate better rates on their commercial membership than what they're doing on average in Florida at 310% above Medicare? Well, they can because, as you stated, 40% of what they're spending is going to this inpatient care, right? right? And 11% of what they're spending is going to providers, correct? Correct. Right? So so there, it's – they can move the Providers needle. meaning physicians. Physicians, yeah. Yep. Yep. Or extenders, yeah. Yeah. So, yep. so they can move the needle significantly, yep. but here's the problem. We don't have lobbyists and negotiators, and, and right. we don't have like people the hospitals like do. the hospitals yeah. do. Well, the American Hospital right. Association is one of the biggest lobbies in the, in the world. Right, right. So, yep. so we don't have that. In fact, providers aren't allowed to get together and, and talk about that's, that would be considered collusion and price fixing. So we can't even do that. So what do the commercial payers do? Well, they're going to save money yep. wherever they can save money. They're they're in business to make money. They're publicly traded yep. to to the greatest extent, yep. and they have a, a board that says yep. you didn't you didn't make it this month right. or this quarter. What's but going on? But you know, on? there's a couple of other things I think that influences too. Without hospitals, you can't get a license to provide insurance in a certain geographic community. Right. Without a hospital contract. Right. You have to have the hospital. So they're kind of locked in there and the hospitals know that. Well, there's another there's another piece that we've mentioned that. Mm -hmm. So when hospitals have large physician groups, they negotiate two things. They negotiate the facility fees and they negotiate what are called professional fees. Which would be which could credited. be forty to fifty percent higher than the independent right. physician. So yep. right. That's and, right, and so what they'll do though is they'll come in and they'll say the hospital that is will sit at the negotiating table and say, "Listen, you need to pay us more money for the hospital bed." Right. But I'll tell you what, for the physician side, we'll let you pare that down. That's right. right? That's and, exactly and, the way they and, do it. And it's about yep. a tenfold when it, when a when a patient comes into the hospital to have care. The amount of money that goes to the professional fees is about a tenth of what goes into the other fees, that's and right. that's not including radiology, yeah. all these you know, laboratory because the, the hospitals profit on all those ancillary services. That's right. So the the hospitals got the business going on for sure. Well, and no doubt, and you know it is 
it is a little bit of a held captive environment with mm-hmm. the hospitals, sure. no question. But I think the issue that really impacts this is that employers are paying billions more than Medicare for treatment for their employees and families. Well, they have billions to because, more. because employers are using those big four, big five. That's right. 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 So they're having to pay those yep. premiums. And, the and, average, and that's where it's all going. Yeah. And the average employer sponsored family health plan today is over $22,000 a year. For the, for the company. For, for the, yeah, for the employee and family and right. the employer. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that's going, that's shifting more towards the out-of-pocket costs, as we've talked about on this show many times, Dr. Mark, mm-hmm. to where the employee and the dependents are paying a larger share of oh, that right. $22,000. Yeah, and they had to, with, with Obamacare, yeah. it came with certain circumstances yep. where, it was, what was it, if you had a, had a business that had 50 or more employees, yep. then you needed to give them health care coverage. That's right. And so what you're saying is if they had 50 employees and they're going to drop $20,000 a year that they weren't paying before on those 50 That's employees, right. That's right. a lot of businesses shut their doors. Right. And the forecast is that health care costs in these hospitals will continue to rise for private insurance and employers. No so, question. So how do we rein this in, Dr. Mark? No, I mean, no question. I mean, we, we, yeah. Well, so we have to look at these, these are the areas that we talk about week in and week out. We talked about pharma, right? Yep. Yep. And so with pharma, we have to figure out a way to not pay for the world's research and development of drugs. We need to be paying amounts of money for these new drugs that, yep. that are more in line with the whole world pays for them. Right. And with these issues, we've got to limit the profit side of the big organizations, which yep. includes pharma, right. which includes the hospital systems, right. which includes the insurers. Right. Right. So right. all these groups are allowed to make a certain yep. profit. Right. And it, and it, it's crazy how many very right. successful nonprofits we have in hospitals that are making huge profit. How does yep. that, a nonprofit making yep. huge profit. Well, so where, how does that, that, that makes no sense makes at all, no but, sense at all. but that is the way sense. it goes. And yes. you, you explained it because they have, a lobby. That's right. Well, not only that, aside from the actual inpatient cost, listen to this number. Mm-hmm. Hospital-owned outpatient departments and ambulatory surgery centers, if they had been paid the same as the independent ambulatory surgery centers and outpatient surgical centers, which you worked right. at when you were a surgeon, would have saved the system $50 billion. Yep. That's just outpatient. That's just outpatient. Yep. Yeah. So fifty billion of that four trillion. So yeah. I mean it's it's yeah. a real it's a real, it's a number. real number. And that's yep. just looking at yep. one specific thing. That's right. And and going with that, the insurers have figured that out. Yes. And they have told yep. providers yep. that if you're gonna do an outpatient procedure that can be done at an outpatient facility, you need to do it or we're not gonna approve it. Yep. Right. Yep. But then you go, who's saving money there? Okay. Right. We're still not changing. We're not changing where the money is going. Right. The, now, all that's going to do is increase the profit on the insurer right. side. That's right. Right. That's so right. what we need to do is limit the overall profits yeah. to all these groups. And just like they limit the, the yep. allowable profit for, of for course. the providers. Exactly. And so, yep. you know, they say that, no, you know, healthcare is too, too personal. Yeah. You, you can't. They haven't just limited specialist physician profits. They've lowered it. Yeah. You right. know that, right. Dr. Mark. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's it's a whole yeah. 
It's a whole dichotomy of existence, depending on you right. know where you are in the healthcare system. We don't deny that healthcare is expensive. Yep. And when people get their EOBs, they see all these crazy numbers, and you know they don't want to listen to a show like this because yep. it, it's like uh, that's all they're yeah. focused on. And we're on. not indicting the hospital; we're just pointing out where the money goes. I don't, I don't know. In a yeah. sense, in a sense, we're we're indicting the system that we allows yep. for profit to be made in some areas, but not in others. Exactly. Right? And when you know that you have a system that you have to have, we have to have a healthcare system, right? Right, right. And we're moaning and groaning all the time how expensive it is. Right. There are profits. Yes. If there are profits, that's where you say. But it's also about seeking the right care at the right place at the right time for an appropriate amount of money, Dr. Mark. Yep. No, it's that, that that's part of the answer. Yeah. All right. Well, next week, we're going to have lots more fun we to chat about going social determinants of health. I hope uh, hope we got a lot out of that one. Um, that, that was really that was really a great topic. Yeah. And we're going to also talk about the most expensive drugs in America next week when we start off. Very good. The legal ones. Yep. See you next week. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On Healthcare Now. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.